You must not have celiac disease for you to enjoy that much grain. <laughs> hey. <laughs> So this is, I mean, this is going to be awkward. Yeah, so this, yeah. This, this is the first time we're doing it too. Acknowledge that, you know what I mean? Um, and that's fine. And I'm always awkward. Me so. too. <laughs> first thing I have, maybe we could do is just go go around, do some introductions, uh, tell the good people who we are. Maybe we can begin with like a little bit of what draws us to the scary movie genre, you know? Um, so I'm Harry Nichols, and I. I'm an alcoholic. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I, Harry. <laughs> no, I like scary movies. Um, I think I started liking scary movies because I just liked the adrenal thrill um, as as a youngster, and have stuck. Or I I came for the thrills and the dirty, depraved feeling that comes from <laughs> the best ones. I think. I don't know. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm Aaron Arm, and uh, I didn't think I liked scary movies until I finally went to a theater and watched one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like roller coasters for me, whereas like I went most of my childhood thinking, "Well, why would I do that?" Right. Um, and I actually saw The Ring as my first one, which was a really good first one. Yeah, because it was. It was scary, but, like, digestibly so. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I could do that. And um, and I like it because it's art, and art is meant to make you feel something. Mm-hmm. And fear is a thing. Mm-hmm. First, The Ring is in my top ten. Mm-hmm. The remake. I know people will disagree on that. Mm-hmm. But the remake, mm-hmm. The Ring, is in my top ten horror. You actually horror won't get movies. disagreement from me from that book. Okay, yeah. awesome. Um, oh, I should say, I'm Jen Lightfoot, and I honestly... I don't know. Okay, so the story I think about is like, you know, in Fantasia, there's like the night on Bald Mountain scene. Mm-hmm. My mom wouldn't let me see Fantasia. My dad took me, and I came home, and I was like, <laughs> I know. Wait, is, I, that, is that the one with the dinosaur? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. This one had like a devil. It's like the okay. devil. Okay. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the flames. And my mom I thought I'd be too scared. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I was like five. And she was like, no, you're not allowed. So I went to my dad's house and he took me and I couldn't keep my mouth shut. So I went home, told my mom, I was like, I saw Fantasia. My favorite part was like the devil dropping all the bodies. And I feel like <laughs> since then, I've just liked creepy shit. <laughs> Your mom was like... Hmm. Pediatrician. <laughs> right? I mean, to be fair, she read me Annabelle Lee, Edgar Allan Poe, oh, as a right. bedtime story at right. night, so mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. So you've had, like, a taste for the occult since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. R- backtrack, Fantasia, you mean you mean the Disney... Yeah, the Disney Mi- Mickey Mouse... Yeah, yeah, but there was, yeah. like, the, the, the devil... Yeah, that was, that's early yeah. on. That yeah. was the only VCR tape that my grandma had. Oh and when I went to visit her, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, every that's that's what I would do. I'd watch that movie because there was nothing else for me to watch. <laughs> so awesome. I have a strong attachment to Fantasia. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. <clears throat> I'm told that as a kid, I was taken to Fantasia 
in the theaters, like as a as a baby. And my parents were like, my dad was like, he's never going to watch it. He's never going to watch it. And my mom was like, let's try it. And I sat and watched the whole thing. It's a long with, movie. It's a long movie for like a tiny baby to, to mm-hmm. take in, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it speaks to the. I like that we all had a story about Fantasia. We totally did have a story about. Well, I wanted to say I have a story about The Ring too, because like The Ring was the first one I watched too. That was the theater. No, I didn't go and see it in theaters, but it was the first uh, one I sought out. I sought out at the uh, the the movie store. We rented it. Oh, uh, yeah. The first, the first, and in my recollection, scariest movie I ever saw was a was a comedy when I was about five years old mm-hmm. that I had no business watching as a five-year-old. Right. And in my mind, it was the scariest thing. What was but it? That, nope, that'll be a story for uh. another time. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. No. That's not, no, we're actually, we're here to talk about Skinamarink, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. <sighs> Skinamarink. All right, so I want to put somebody who's not me on the spot to try to summarize... What happens in Skin of the Rink? Well, maybe. And it's going to be Aaron. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you remember Internet 1.0, I'll call it. Or maybe right on the threshold of Internet 2.0. Right, right around, like, right around the birth of memeing, I'd say. <laughs> like salad fingers? Yeah, but like. Early random core. More like when your friend sends you a link in AOL Instant Messenger <laughs> and you don't know what the link goes to and you open the link and it's a car driving down a, a mountain. Mm, yep, I know about exactly 15 what you're seconds. talking about. Yep. Okay, so uh, jump scares. Sure. <laughs> the movie for me yeah. was... What was it? Two hours? Uh, it was an hour and 40. Yeah. <laughs> it was an hour and 40 minutes of watching a car go down a mountain, waiting for the jump scare. Mm. And at some point in that hour and 40 minutes, it happens two or three times. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me actually summarize it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a lot of opinion in this story. <laughs> That's my oh, thesis. Should summary be like objective? No! <laughs> Listen, that's why I'm throwing... That's why I just said summarize without any additional problems. Skinamarink is... A, this is this is my objective summary. Mm-hmm. Skinamarink is... Uh, a modern art piece. <laughs> filmed as if it's from the perspective of a child. Um, and arguably his sibling. But it's it centers on him. Um, as he explores the the dark reaches of his house at night, uh, as a demonic force seems to be toying with him and his family, um, albeit most of the shots are not of him or anything, but rather uh, corners of the house and the sort of unknown shadows that lurk when you're, say, a five-year-old kid mm-hmm. at night and you're scared. Mm-hmm. And things may or may not be happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so so most shots are as if you're a, a little kid looking at nothing in particular, trying to discern what's going on. And once in a while, something happens. Yeah. So so c- could you follow... Could, were there events that you kind of like... Pinpointed yes. as like, what were they? Like what... I would I would say... Are we, talk, are we talking about major plot points here, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, saying, we're talking about the... You you know what I'm we can't talk about this without talking about paranormal activity. 
Sure. Interesting. I get that. Um, and one of the, one of the mainstays of both is that it's a slow build up from questioning whether anything is happening mm-hmm. to well, okay, there's definitely something happening. Sure. Yeah. And it's very very gradual. So if, if we want to, you know, plot out what happens, we could go into great detail about like, oh, then this thing moved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, right, you know, no, we shouldn't do let's broadly. That's way too much. <laughs> Broad, broadly, his he, the the boy has a sister who is punished by the demonic force mm-hmm. for not playing along in some fashion. Um, the there is the visitation to the parents' room, which mm-hmm. we'll have to come back we to. We have to talk yeah. about that one. Yeah. Yes. Um, Honestly, most of what happens is in the, the final act, where it kind of gets dialed up quickly, and and it's like, oh, everything has happened all of a sudden, and yet it hasn't. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything and nothing has happened. Yeah. I know. I know. Ah, Jen, anything to add? Anything that we're forgetting about as far as like what happens in this movie? Or? Well, there is one thing. Okay, so. I may have watched it three times. <laughs> and Good. Thrice. <laughs> I may have... Uh, I skimmed some articles and then mm. forgot them. But... Uh, I skimmed an article or two as well. But go ahead. Right. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. I can't... I can't write Every time I watch something that's, like, too weird for me to comprehend, I have to, like, read a little book. Just a little Tell me what to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What should I feel? Um, I was thinking the part where he falls down the stairs... Yeah, I thought that was like a brilliant like short storytelling because it's like all you see is a banister and then you hear like a tumble and then yeah. you hear crying mm-hmm. and then immediately you see lights turn on but you're like not seeing people mm. like you don't see any people there's no dialogue yeah but the lights turn on a door opens and shuts and you hear a car go away mm-hmm. you know that like okay he got hurt they're going to the doctors or the hospital. Like, it's mm. so simple. Right. Like, it's so clever and so mm-hmm. simple. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I won't t- I won't talk about one of the theories yet. Okay. Because I don't... I've probably read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably right. probably, it's probably the most common one that I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to believe it or not. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, I feel like the hitting on the head lends itself to yeah. other theories totally Uh, yeah i think it's important to note that we that you hear an adult there Mm -hmm. is like an adult in the movie in the very beginning of the movie and then that's it for all the adults the the father the The dad is it the dad for sure he talks on the phone too but we don't know who it's almost like he's talking to the mom Mm -hmm. and yeah (laughs) right right (laughs) clearly something's going on there right (laughs) yeah it's such a weird movie to try to piece together the exact events of, particularly mm-hmm. like you mentioned that last act. It's just like, it just like... So much happens. And it turns into just absolute like chaos. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like we should rate it. Like we should all go around and say like... Okay, I'm done with that. No, let's do it. I'm like a... That was also on my list. So <laughs> okay. perfect. I yeah. just jumped to it. Like a one to, I don't know, how would you, one to ten? Like <sighs> one to five? What's simple? Let's go with... I, I like I like more gradients than yeah. fewer gradients. You know what I mean. Okay. So, so let's go with 10. ten. One to ten. What's one and what's ten? One is like trash. <laughs> the, wor- the worst movie you've ever seen. Okay. Yeah, and ten is like the best movie. The and ten best is thing a, ever. A work of art. Yeah, okay. genius. All right. Of- you, Aaron, you go first. Oh, um, <laughs> three. Okay. Oh, okay. 
I'm low. I'm gonna. You're you're lowballing it. Yeah, I, I'm like more like a seven or eight. I, I, really? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool actually. Yeah, I'm like a nine. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh wow. All right. So I feel like we should go into first order. Why? Why? Why the nine? I love weird shit. <laughs> um, but it really remi- it reminded me. Yeah. Oh god. It reminded me of David Lynch in a way. So yeah. Like. I know he's technically not horror, but like I lump him in with horror. He sometimes. gravitates in that direction a lot, right? Yeah. Like it veers. So it reminded me of that because it's like the familiar mm-hmm. and like mundane, but like it's really unsettling and uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I liked how movies don't scare me. Like horror movies don't scare me. Right. But I was watching this. Like we'll get to the scene, but when she, all spoiler right now. But when she like looks under the bed, I was mm-hmm. like freaking out. Yeah, that was very uncomfortable for me as well. <laughs> in, the, yes. in the visiting the parents' room. Yeah. So. And yeah. there's no, there, there's nothing. There's never anything under there, there's right? Never there's under nothing there. under there. It's so uncomfortable. What makes it for a seven eight for you? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm just kind of bridging two worlds here. Like I, I like. The creative storytelling, I like that you have to piece it together, but I I do think that the final act is kind of a cop out. It mm. it it didn't. It just it just gives itself to like surrealism, um, and like sort of and like abstract thing without really giving us too much else in the way of plot, and that to me feels like a cop out. So like you know, I really enjoyed the build up. I really enjoyed, you know, like 90% of it. Mm-hmm. And then just that last 10%, not that I hate it, but, uh, it, you know, I feel like it It felt like we just kind of got tired of telling this story and now we're just going to end it in this way. When does, when did that point start for you? It's the point at which, um, what's the kid's name? Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> it's because you've seen it three times. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's the point at which Kevin starts being on the ceiling. That's where, and he oh. he's in the, he's on the ceiling, and he's walking toward the parents' room. Okay. And then he opens the door to the parents' room, and then it just kind of totally. Because after that, you get like the mm. number on the screen, and like right, like it's all the toys are on the wall, mm-hmm. like, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. yeah, and then you have this weird zoom out where like all of the toys are just in a giant dune mm-hmm. on the ceiling, and then it just gets weirder and weirder from there. Mm. Okay, a three. So. <laughs> Let me preface this by saying I I love weird shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like experimental stuff. I like I like David Lynch. Mm-hmm. I I will never hold something against uh, a work of art because they're trying to do something new, and that might be the only saving grace of this. Got gotcha. you. That's the only and reason you got as much as a three. <laughs> because okay. like, hey man, you tried to do something. Right, 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 right. What cool. like? What did you not like? What about I didn't you? like was that. So okay. As a as a horror movie, I want something to earn the scariness factor. Mm. And the reason I th- that I think I opened with a thesis of <laughs> jump scares is because yeah. that's where I thought the only scariness was coming from. Mm. Um, it just felt like it was only relying on you waiting for something to pop out. Mm-hmm. And... It would be interesting to talk about what jump scares we think work or don't work in movies. Totally. Um, But to me, it felt like it was one repeated long gimmick. Hmm. Um, Regarding the story, 
it kind of felt like just throwing stuff in a wall and asking the audience to figure it out mm-hmm. without making a good faith effort to su- really suggest something or mm-hmm. make it feel cohesive. It was kind of like, well, what if I did this now? Mm-hmm. And who knows? It could be anything. And, and it, it might be my small, smooth brain unable to piece it together <laughs> on my own and, and reap the reward. But when I was watching, it felt like, oh, he's just, he's just, you know, throwing stuff out there. I think that you're not totally incorrect. I mean, I think that, like, so, like certainly this movie is made up of, like, small events that are meant to seem unsettling. And they don't all add up to, like, a big puzzle picture we never really get any answer as to like like why are the toys on the ceiling like why does the toilet disappear and like why well jen i feel like you have a thought go ahead so i I didn't like that you liked it to that part because it felt like it was going somewhere but it's interesting i do think that there was actually a plot Mm -hmm. like a stream and you can like interpret it in different ways yeah but you mentioned it being scary. It's fascinating. I actually don't think a horror movie has to be scary mm. for it to be excellent. Um, I think like unsettling or disturbing or makes me feel like ugh is I actually scarier. Yeah, okay. But there's something you. else I was going to say and now I had a brain fart. Oh, you said story. Might have been that. I don't think it was. Uh, Disappearing toilets. Yes, thank you. Disappearing. So, uh, like the nerd I am, I put notes in my phone Mm because what is it called? Uh, Presto Changeo. So, all right. I I watched this movie with subtitles because I watch everything with subtitles. And so it gave away some things. Um, It said that the cartoon was called Presto Changeo. That's why I know that. I didn't dig deep that far right. but um so when that's happening it's like the rabbit is mm-hmm. shrinking and disappearing mm-hmm. and then it focuses on the snake the toy snake mm-hmm. and it disappears right and so i feel like even though that happens later in the movie it's like showing us that in the subtitles it calls it a monster too mm. even though there's no indication ever that it's a monster mm-hmm. um learning to like get rid of things Um, so it's like learning through the children's cartoons. Um, it's kind of how I read that. And then at the end when he kills or it, whatever it is, kills the children, Mm -hmm. um, like you see the blood splatter and then it disappears and then you see the blood splatter and disappears. Um, I read that as it doing the like. You know. The presto changes. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yep. Wow. See, I, that's great. See, I love I, that. Thank I, you. I made that connection with the cartoon because it kept focusing on the cartoon. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw that, and my question would be, and this is this is going back to what a, a professor in college would write on papers. Okay. If you'd never led a thought somewhere in a paragraph, mm-hmm. so what? So like, yeah. So the thing is. You know, it parallels the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? Okay. And yeah. Does well, that tell us anything about it or the characters mm-hmm. or the situation? There? I guess that's that's also part of my larger critique of it as well. Is that if we have these scary things that happen? I guess I'm not given any kind of like mo like motive. You know what I mean? No, for like the, the no reason for why <laughs> this thing is doing this 
to them, so you know? one of the theories... <laughs> Go. <laughs> because it's going to jump into it. And I don't know, I feel like it's an easy one to read into, is that he's in a coma. Yeah. Right. That he hit his head, uh-huh. he's in a coma, the mm-hmm. 572 number is how many days he's been in mm-hmm. a coma. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, like, it's all in his right. head. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much I love that reading, because mm-hmm. I'm kind of tired of movies doing a coma thing. Right. <laughs> but, uh... I read yeah. something similar, but not that it was a coma, just that he was, like, concussed. And yeah. And his, like, concussion dream, okay. you know? Okay, I think it's, like, I, you, it's funny you mentioned David Lynch earlier in this, because, like, one of my favorite David Lynch movies is Mulholland Drive. It's a great one. It's a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of infamous, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and the thing about Mulholland Drive is it actually makes perfect sense because the entire movie is a dream. <laughs> but you don't realize it except unless you pay attention to the first 30 seconds of the movie. Right, which is um, a point of view shot of a head. It's not a head. It's point of view, right? But it comes up from a pillow and it rolls oh over God, and it goes back down that. on the pillow. <laughs> and that's the only that's reason you would know that that movie's a dream, right? And so I really got this feeling that there was there was a real like evoking of mm-hmm. almost that exact movie in that's interesting in this because of yeah. that concussion. Early in the movie, if you forgot about it, you would be like, what the fuck was this? Yeah, and it is almost yeah. like too complete. So that I took a... So having watched it three times, I mm-hmm. noticed something on the third time, was that they focus on a bookshelf. And in the beginning of mm-hmm. the movie, oh, the yeah. photos... On, this is what I saw, because again, it's hard to see much um, in it. But on the bookshelf, there are pictures of kids, mm-hmm. and they have heads. And then mm. at the end, after his concussion, mm. they don't have heads. Oh, interesting. So is it like, is it a coma? Is it, I was like, could it be like a parallel universe type thing? Mm. Is it his dream? But then why would Kaylee be so involved in it? I don't know. It, why would Kaylee be so involved if it was a dream? Yeah, well, it could or like be in between. Thing, or it could be. He could be oh, concussed like and walking around. That's like, true. You're not, yeah, sure. You're yeah, that's unconscious true. Right, like right, a mild sure. Concussion type thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like yeah. a sleepwalking episode because like they talk yes. about how he's he there a sleepwalker, sleepwalking. right? Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, interesting. Super interesting. I do, as much as I love it, I mm. do agree about some of the ending. I love okay. the killing, the blood splattery thing. Yeah. I love. Uh, I do like the toys on the wall, but I feel like. There is more of a tri- like a like a plot line happening, and then it it does get very surreal, mm-hmm. which I like it visually, but I don't know how I feel about it narratively. Like, mm. and I feel this way every time I've watched it, where I'm like, "This is enjoyable. I like the shots. They look like paintings. That's pretty." Mm-hmm. Why certain shots? Mm-hmm. Like, why the little house? <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I have I have guesses based on my like thematic reading of the movie, mm-hmm. but like I don't. Yeah, I I couldn't really speak to any specificity as to like why that specific image. <laughs> Tell me about your feelings going through this movie. Like, what 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 is what were your emotions getting getting into it coming through the end? What did you have? I I can start. Let me yeah, start. You start. I'll start because we make Aaron do a lot first. <laughs> I'll start, and I will tell you that it is. Uh, it was a. It was tough. It was really tough. As it, so, since having kids, watching scary movies has gotten really fucking hard. Um, especially if they feature. Especially kids. if they feature kids and are about kids, and mostly feature shots of like, 
like sweet little kids' feet, and uh, you know what I mean. Like it are involved terrible things happening to kids. So it, it was a really goddamn hard movie for me to watch, um, and it led me to this feeling that this movie was about like you know like the powerlessness of children and the feeling of powerlessness of childhood in, in, in a household. Like clearly, I think what's going on here is that like this is a house that. Yeah, the parents are divorced, right? There's probably a lot of emotions about, like, not having any say in that, not having any agency in that, right? And so, to me, the monster is kind of like a manifestation of that feeling of powerlessness, right? Like, it it moves your toys to the ceiling when you're not watching. It, uh, you know, takes away your mouth. It... Um, it doesn't even allow you to really see what's happening, right? It, um, you're so powerless that you don't actually get to witness the action. Um, you don't get to know its name at the end, right? You don't, there's so much like powerlessness in this movie for me that like, that was my major thematic reading of it. And that's what it, that's what gave it, it made it so fucking hard to watch for me. Jen, your feelings, your thoughts. Um, okay. Well, I started it. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh man, this movie's going to take me a long time to watch. Because mm-hmm. I feel like my attention span is low. I'm on my phone. I was like, no, this is a movie I have to pay attention to. Even though mm-hmm. nothing's happening, I have to watch it. Um, I felt like you, I don't know. Like, I don't have kids. I did think about that for people who have kids watching it. It mm-hmm. must be harder. I did still, like... I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, I feel bad for the children. Like, I don't see them. Right. I don't know anything about them. But mm-hmm. I feel like like when he gets stabbed in the eye, it's just yeah. horrifying. Interesting <laughs> use of the passive tense there. When well, he, he, gets he gets stabbed, stabbed in the <laughs> eye. <Right. laughs> or I guess he stabs himself yeah. in the eye. But he, um, ha- like, he has to do what the monster says, right? Yeah, like, so, yeah. yeah. But I think it like starts out where you're like, what? is this because the first shot it's almost like what in what am i looking at like because mm-hmm. it's shot with like looking down at the carpet but people are playing with toys right and it says 1995 and as it goes on i was like oh okay i'm here for this but it's just going to be like a similar vibe the right. entire mm-hmm. time and then when there was a jump scare i don't remember which was the first jump scare but the first one, I like, I, like jumped, mm-hmm. and I don't do that with horror movies because mm-hmm. I was like, "This is going to be an even keeled movie." Right, like, right, right. right. Um, Led you into a false sense of sec- <clears throat> security somehow. Yes. This movie, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, definitely felt like I was in a nightmare. Uh, I was like, the tops of doors have never been so horrified to me. Right. <laughs> And the corners of rooms. Uh, the corners like, of yeah. Rooms. yeah, I mean, I think I was trying to figure out some kind of correlation between. I had the art school kid in me was like, okay, so like piecing things together the whole time. Like they're watching this cartoon with like there's two children and they're going up to heaven. Does that right. mean both children are dead? And that's what it's representing. Right. So that's honestly like what my nerd brain was doing most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, but also just being like, this is so weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. And I love it. So you're just like, you were drinking in the strangeness of <laughs> yes, it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I okay. was going to go with it. I was just yeah. going to be like, let's see and like, let's let's roll with this. Yeah. And, but. Yeah. 
And I appreciate that nothing was ever explained. I don't love when movies are ambiguous and then try to tie it up in a nice bow at the end. Because mm. I'm like, if you are meaning to make an ambiguous experimental film, right. leave it that way, open sure. to the viewer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, that's all I, I don't know if it's all I thought. Okay. Uh, I think I mostly felt anger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. At the at, movie. At, like... at, at the movie. Um, and I... After about 15 minutes, I figured out, okay, this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm a, you know, let's do it. Right, right. <laughs> um, I think, I think the more I watched, the angrier I got that I wasn't getting a story that made me care about anyone. Because mm-hmm. there aren't. I mean, there are characters, but not really. You didn't, and, yeah. And you didn't have any dad feels, like no, <laughs> like <laughs> the, the only time I felt bad, mm-hmm. I, I guess you'd say, is in the scene where you hear him crying after stabbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big, yeah. that's a that's rough. Yeah. Because it's a kid crying. Totally, yeah. I love how those the whole movie right? just like fuck these kids. <laughs> like, you're like, whatever. But, but, oh, <laughs> man, see, I was hooked on these kids from the beginning, man. But, they're like, right? But they're like, they don't know where they're their so parents cute. are. They're, they're like, so I know, they don't know where their parents are. They're like, hiding out in the living room together. I love you. I love you yeah, too. I love like, you. Oh. Yeah, like, oh, man, come on. <laughs> but that's it. That's you gotta have more kids. Is. That's your problem, man. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm angry that I feel bad for him in that moment because yeah. there's, I don't. I don't think there's anything else in the movie that you'd really call character development. Mm. And I know it's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I know it's mm-hmm. like the the movie is. Kevin is like a surrogate for the viewer, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a lot of times in stories we say like. Writers use characters as their surrogates, but it's sort of the other way around where he needs to exist just so there is a character through which we can experience. Pretend we're little yeah. kids who were scared yeah. in the dark. That's yeah. interesting. Um, but then in that case, I didn't feel bad for myself because <laughs> I'm just forced to stare at walls waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. most of the anger, and the interesting part is that. For an extended period of the movie, I was like, had my, I had my eyes half closed or I had hands in front of my eyes waiting for a jump scare. Right. And being angry about it. Because like, ah, yeah. oh, just just get it over with. Right, right, right. You stupid, undeserved jump scare. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like if you watch a... I'm going to keep coming back to it. If you watch, like, a, one of those sh- short YouTube videos with a jump scare, right. it can still scare you, mm. and you're angry about it afterward. <laughs> right, Because right. it wasn't fun. Right. It was... It's like getting punched. You right. feel something, but right. you don't like it. Right, right. And that's how I felt through most of the time. Yeah, but there was no punch, right? So you... Yeah. you it was like someone being like, I'm going to punch you, I'm going to punch you, and then there's no punch in the I feel end, like that right? makes like, the jump scare better, though. Like, when it happens. When you you're get like it. Yeah, when thing. you get it. I think I think a good jumps... Okay, I'll give you a good example of a jump scare. And I'm going to... Here comes me not knowing titles. Bring it on. Um, 
Describe it. It's not. <laughs> it's not sinister. It's the other one the with conjuring? the name. No, one word. Oh, uh, insidious. Thank you. In insidious, um, there's the moment where the main dude can't do names. The guy um, is recounting some dream or some moment he had, and it's building the tension. Right. To see the demon over the shoulder of the woman. I remember this. I, I think that's exact a good, scene. I think it's a good job scare because. It builds the tension. Yeah. He's telling a story. It uses the tone to kind of set up a moment. And then it doesn't like... The the jump scare isn't front and center with a loud bang. It's Mm. more like you notice it. Mm. So it's sort of a natural... You noticing something out of the corner of your eye. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That came all of a sudden. Yeah. On the other end of the spectrum, in... The ring. Mm-hmm. To come back to the ring. <laughs> Let's go, yeah. I know that name. Um, toward the beginning of the movie where they have the first death and the mm. mother just says, I saw her face and they show her Right, yeah, I remember yeah. that, yep. That's like more of a traditional jump scare because it does like come at you. There's a loud noise. Yeah. It's a scary picture. Yeah. But at the same time, again, there's sort of like a build-up, a tie-in with you expecting some payoff from the story that's mm. being told. And it's it's almost like a prank you laugh about afterward. Like, right. oh, they got me. That's different from this movie where it's literally, like, literally nothing happening. Mm-hmm. It could just be a series of pictures. Right. And randomly three or four times there's a loud noise. And that feels unearned. And I think that's why why it makes me mad. It's interesting to you that you say that that feels unearned yeah. to me. Because I, to me it feels more earned than most jump scares that I've... So I, I actually wrote this... I wrote a whole treatise about jump scares, <laughs> Oh actually. my god, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, there is a sweet spot with jump scares, right? And, and there is a way to earn them and a way to not earn them, in my opinion. Um, overusing them turns into like, it's so funny also that you brought up Insidious uh, because like that's a movie to me that I liked it a lot actually. It was a really scary movie and it jump scares you like it gives you a lot of fucking jumps that movie. I don't even remember that. There are a ton of jumps in that movie and it borders on too much because Mm -hmm. when when you have too many it becomes absurd. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're playing peekaboo with a ghost. Um, like a haunted house. Like a haunted house thing. And I, yeah. and so I think I got so jaded on the, like, the jump scare based horror movie that I started veering in the other direction, which really gave me like a taste for this kind of movie, like Skin of a Rink, where it's such a slow burn, like an excruciatingly slow burn. And the, and the, the payoffs are so few and far between. You know, I don't know if you, I how do you feel? I feel like, I feel Insidious, I enjoyed it while watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Not yeah. a huge fan of it. Really? Um, I don't remember it super well, but I kind of feel like some of those... I just remember it being fun. You know, like fun. I remember being fun. It's yeah. like a Hollywood yeah. horror. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which is, I enjoy those sometimes, but it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like, I agree with you. Sometimes those jump scares... Uh, like I think of like the, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but like the new It movie, like mm-hmm. I felt like had like a few of those where like where he's running towards you and you're supposed to be scared and you're like ah, no, mm-hmm. but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, too many. I feel like by the end it's predictable. Yeah. Um, I feel like the 
often the person behind somebody is predictable mm-hmm. or like walking past a door and seeing something is like, I don't know, like this. Yes, the loud noise does in a way create the jump scare. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was different mm-hmm. than the others because there is so much slowness before it that you right. can't predict when they're going to happen. Like, it's not predictable. I don't know. Which maybe is kind of a point in Aaron's favor, actually, because, like, I feel like what your point is is that, like, there's there's a way to build it up, right? That's true. There's right. A way and to... I'm saying the opposite. Well, I mean, oh, we're right. saying the same thing, but we have different feelings about <laughs> yeah. it. Right. My feelings are, like, I could make this sort of jump scare. Yeah, I could take a picture, turn it into a two-hour video, and, and then also in throw in a yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I hear that. But but maybe maybe I wasn't savoring everything in between. Mm-hmm. I was looking for stuff to savor. I yeah. was really trying to find like, give me a moment to dig into and think about. I liked the 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 moment where he he goes to the parents' room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when that happened, I think I said out loud, okay, here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, it, and then... It, You're watching this movie by yourself? I was. Yeah. I was saying things Okay, here myself. we go. <laughs> When that because it's actually Kaylee that goes up to the bedroom. oh that was yeah. Kaylee that was yeah. Kaylee yes but when she goes up it's like like when she opens the door and you see like you don't see the dad ever and he's sitting on the bed and you're like it's so uncomfortable. It's so I, uncomfortable I also I think I also said something out loud and I was also like I was hoping if the movie I was also watching it I didn't <laughs> want that's the rest of the movie didn't need to be that scene for me but if but if but, like, if it went in that direction where there was, like, just more interaction or more a suggestion of something happening, I guess. Yes. Because that is, like, a short story within it. I will say something about that scene. Yeah, let's get into that scene because that was, yeah. Well, I watched it with subtitles, so it tells mm-hmm. you other things. So when Subtitles the, are so weird like that. They're yeah. so weird like that. Yeah. And I have a habit of just watching everything with subtitles mm-hmm. now. I don't know. Um, but, like, so when the mom gets up and goes into the darkness and mm-hmm. like the entity monster creature thing is there. It actually says bones crunching. Yeah. On I, the I had subtitles <laughs> on at that time yeah. and I saw that. Right. And I was like, Oh, I wonder what I would have thought like without mm. subtitles. Because mm. like, yeah, it could sound like bones, but it, I don't know. Yeah. And if it is bones crunching, are we trying to say that the mom is dead? Are we trying to say, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's such an issue. But I think it's such a, you know, it. I feel like it's relatively early on in the movie, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like a third of the way. Through. Yeah, it's yeah. like definitely not central, but I think it's such a focal point of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of the tension of the movie is about that, right? Whatever the fuck is going on with these two parents, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Is what this kid is experiencing, like. This tension over this this dread this drama. Again, going back to our reading, that it's like, you know, a, like a like a stress dream, right? Like a yeah. I've yeah. seen a, I've, when I wanted to hear what people on the internet thought. Yeah. I saw a lot of connections <laughs> between that and the beginning mm-hmm. because it's kind of the only two moments that really involve the parents. Like mm-hmm. when he falls when he falls stairs. down. Okay, because yeah. they both suggest some distance between the parents. I've seen people say something about abuse. I saw that too. in any fashion. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, there, mm. there is one line where I don't remember which kid says it, but like 
the one says oh. something about mom, and then the other one. I think Kaylee like, and Kaylee says like, it, I don't want to talk, 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 talk about mom. Yeah, yeah. and that was he, another moment. I was like, okay, here's a here's give me a story. Here's plot. Come Let's on. go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, no. I, I yeah, Aaron. I I guess in the end, I I do hear your frustration about like a lack of more explicit plot stuff. It's not right? narrative like, it's not, based. No, like, I it's, had my partner Tyler watch it, and he was like, "This is your this is your jam." Yeah, <laughs> like, he's yeah. also an English professor, so he's like, he was like, "I need a I need a plot, or I need like a narrative." Not always. But it was too, too. Yeah. So Jen, if it's it, as as the the champion of this movie, really, you gave it a nine, <clears throat> while the rest of us gave it lower. If it's not narrative based, like what, where, where is the value in the movie? What do you think? I think in the visual. Mm. I think that like for me to enjoy a horror movie, I have it has to be visually interesting. Mm-hmm. So like. I thought the, like, composition of the shots, like, there's one shot with, like, the silhouette of a fan, and it's, like, blue behind it. Mm. Like, it's so simple, but it's so creepy and, like, pretty at the Mm. same time. Like, it was beautiful. Like, I thought the movie was very pretty, Mm. (laughs) which is a really weird thing to say, but... (laughs) No! (laughs) Um, Well, that's your whole art style, too. It is. I know, that's the problem. And you, you must not have celiac disease for you to enjoy that much grain. (laughs) <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> that's gonna be the cold open of the episode. Um, right that's that's yeah. glorious. <laughs> oh but, and in, in speaking on the, I guess the aesthetic or of it or the perspective, one thing that what I realized after the fact was like, wait a second. Some shots seem very deliberately from Kevin's point of view, mm-hmm. or in parallel with. A kid that age. Yeah. Again, like, you're trying to experience it that way. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, some shots are just as if there were a hidden camera. Yes. Yeah. Stationary. Yeah. yeah. Some shots were somehow neither. And, yeah. Yes. And channeled through the director. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that was very jarring. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know where, where my place was in right. the movie. It's like how uh, in uh, The Great Gatsby, right? Um, like one of the only flaws of that novel. Sorry, we're getting literary here. <laughs> I've had some gin. Um, in The Great Gatsby, one of the only flaws of that novel is that they switch from Nick Carraway's perspective for like one chapter for narrative convenience, right? Like it, like it feels like if you're going for um, – if you're going for like, a, like an artsy um, – you know, kind of avant-garde thing, you should stick to a principle, mm-hmm. right? And if that principle is you are getting the child's perspective, you shouldn't compromise that Always for any reason, right? In that in that regard, because now I'm thinking about it, do you guys think that uh, Kevin should have been the one to go up to the room with the parents too? Mm. I mean, sure. Like with, with Kaylee? Maybe with Kaylee, but, you know, sure. at least have him there. But I would have liked to have had the whole story either from his perspective or mm. just like a third yeah. person following that. Like I would have just wanted more consistency out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a really interesting point. Cause I was like, I noticed it's a lot of still shots, panning shots. And then like, yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like shaky, kind of like, 
found footage-ish short, yeah. sort of. Mm-hmm. I think calling it a found... Like, a lot of people want to compare it to, like, paranormal activity. Like, you you mentioned paranormal activity in the beginning. I, I will have to come... I will have to talk more about paranormal activity. <laughs> I'd love, I love to have you talk about that in a second. <laughs> but I feel like that comparison is not exactly right. Right? Yeah. I don't think this is a found footage movie. I, I think... And I also don't think that it's right to say that it's a movie from the child's perspective. I Like... I think that this is a movie about intentionally obscuring the subject, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's about intentionally um, making it so that you're not quite sure what's happening, right? Like this all gets back at my like thematic idea about the like powerlessness of the kids and, and stuff like that. So like I'm not really bothered by the changes in perspective. It didn't you know? really bother because, me. <laughs> because none of it none of it makes it any clearer exactly what's happening, you know? Um, I don't But go on. Yeah, apparently well, now, I like I to now I want to respond to what yeah, you said. Yeah, sure. I don't care whether stories are realistic. Mm-hmm. I like stories that abide by internal consistency. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to feel like the writer or director or whoever um, has an understanding of the world that they created. Yeah. And I'm not convinced that. Forgive me, I don't know the It's. Uh, I actually just looked it up because I'm, I'm a fucking hack. Isn't it? Kyle? Um, of course, his name's Kyle. <laughs> Kyle well, Edward Ball. Yes. Is his um, yeah. I'm not convinced that he like had rules or a grasp on the story he was telling. Again, I, I think it was a lot mm. of like, well, what if I did this next? Mm. Wouldn't this be cool? Mm-hmm. I'll let people figure it out. Um, I do have one thing to say. But to go... So, so the thing that kept making me think of Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. is the sort of the slow burn with each successive shot, you might expect something a little more to happen, mm-hmm. which kind of did happen, but more holistically. Yeah. Not, it, was, it was less consistent from shot to shot. Mm-hmm. I think I would have liked it more if the buildup were more consistent. Sure. Um, but that might be the reason that you like it, because you didn't know what to expect. Right. Tomorrow. Right. Um, the yeah. other thing that I that that I keep thinking of with paranormal activity... Sorry, I just heard porn and normal activity, <laughs> which is a great That's, parody. We're going to have to There we go. It might exist already. It probably does. It is done. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um... Which um, I do, I do like that first movie. If you can't tell, um, I, I actually I, did, I liked it too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, liked I, too. I liked that that had a very solid rule for the point of view. Mm-hmm. This is through cameras, mm-hmm. and I think I was expecting something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I was trying to. It took me way too long to try and parse the perspective you were until, looking for until I threw my hands up in the air like oh it's whatever like perspective for, like, the you you were yeah. looking for like an explicit logic mm. to this movie I wanted a rule give yeah. me one <laughs> give me one single rule for this there are no rules <laughs> oh my god um what you were so you mentioned the director uh, mm-hmm. not having, like, a clear, mm-hmm. like, uh... How did you word it? I, I, he, he didn't understand his own world or rules. Okay, yeah. Um, so it's been, like, two weeks since I read any articles or skimmed them more like it, mm-hmm. but... Uh, and I'm gonna get this wrong, but I know the director is gay, and mm-hmm. I thought that in one of the many articles I skimmed, uh, Brian Bushing interviews together, he said something 
to the effect of that it was, I want to say like about like not I don't know if turmoil is the right word or like you know uh, about being queer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't quite. There's like some kind of like metaphor I think mm-hmm. that like he was thinking along those lines with it when you were talking in the beginning and saying like because I was like I don't really see that and as like a queer person I'm like oh, I just don't you're right <laughs> I just don't know how it's I just see that um, yeah. but you said like the dark entity kind of like like I don't know this kid like battling with this like dark entity that's mm-hmm. in the house I was yeah. like oh like is the dark entity like realizing that you're gay and like mm. the kid is like fighting that or like trying to figure out how to work with that mm. i don't know i don't know again i probably butchered everything that was in there <laughs> in that i feel like i saw something i said i think i saw some more evidence on that one it was ringing a bell with something i read and whatever i read it clicked when I read it. Okay. I, I mean, we're gonna have it to go, might be the same We're going to have to go back and, and look at it because <laughs> I'd love to have, uh, like, a, to see that again and lay yeah. it out because it made sense when I saw it, but um, I think we're... Yeah, I know. we we got we to gotta find it. <laughs> yeah. It Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, so where do we go from here? I mean, we... The thing I was thinking about closing with... Uh, are we ready for closing yet? Sure. Are there sure. other things not? we want to talk about? I mean... I don't... Have anything specific? Nothing that would probably not be redundant. Nothing new. Yeah. Uh, It's just like maybe closing out with our our ultimate what the fuck moments from this movie. And so. Okay. So So I said said that I I liked the bedroom scene. Mm -hmm. I I liked that it kind of got paralleled in the last scene. Okay. And even though as soon as the movie ended, I said, oh, God damn it. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I did the the final like thirty second shot was mm. haunting in its yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was weird. It was scary. And and this is very anecdotal, mm-hmm. but the one jump scare I didn't totally hate was with the freaking telephone toy. <laughs> Yeah, um, what the fuck was that? Because what also, the because, what the fuck, right? Like, what yeah. the fuck? And my mom called me yesterday to tell me she just bought that toy for my kid. <laughs> so, so you know, I'm gonna be looking at it intensely. No, you're gonna throw it right in the garbage. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't even bring it home. Right. So the telephone scene is your what the fuck moment. Yeah, why not? That's good. No, that's good. That's yeah. that's fairly accurate. I don't know what my what the fuck moment. I you know I ask these questions and I don't even think about my own answer to them. Um, okay, I have a quick question: Is what the fuck like what the fuck is happening or like like define what the fuck? I think it's open to interpretation. <laughs> okay, it's okay, cool. maybe the moment it's it could be a moment of like what the fuck is happening, but it could be a moment where you, depending on what we're talking about here, is like uh, just the moment that made you feel the most unsettled or unhinged or yeah like whatever whatever that means to you you know in the moment for the movie um yeah i'm gonna say my what the fuck moment my what the fuck moment is the ending yeah literally last shot like it the face with asking what's your what's your name what's your name nothing Right? Like, that is just really... Like, literally just describing the scene to you, I got a little bit of chills going on. Like, it's... 
haunting and um God, just it does what horror is supposed to do which is make you question why that's so unsettling to you right um I'm not sure what the answer is but I'll probably be thinking about it for a while <laughs> don't look at that face it's it's weird. so vague too right <laughs> it's so, so vague. nondescript it's a real it's microcosm so, yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally I think my what the fuck was I don't know why I think about this part a lot, but when the monster tells Kevin to put the knife in his mouth, oh, I was just like, I remember, like, I think you see the back of a couch as it's you happening. You see nothing. You see yep. nothing. Yep. And then, like, I'm, like, there with, like, my hands over my mouth, like, oh, my God, what's happening? Yeah. And then you hear him crying. It's the cry. It's crying. so painful. Mm-hmm. And then you see the blood on the cabinet yeah. or whatever. Like... That just like I was like I literally saw nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm so disturbed right now. <laughs> and then he calls nine one one. I have yeah. Oh, I have a second one call. That's my secondary what the fuck moment, and I think it's actually kind of more in line with what you're talking about your critique of this movie, which is that like it seems odd to me that like we have this kind of clear realistic nine one one call mm. for this kid mm. who like is just like a kid maybe living out a, a concussion dream. Hold you know on. What I mean? I'm going to have to, like, can I go back and revise what I said? Totally. Because it's not just, it's difficult for me to actually say this out loud. Yeah. It's not just that a little kid puts a knife through his eye. Right. But that he then on his own, his family missing calls 911. Right. You hear a fairly realistic conversation right. with it. And then the phone is taken away from him. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's pre- that's pretty upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is, and it's upsetting because yeah, just because this kid has no agency. Yeah. That's my that's my takeaway from this movie. Yeah, he can't get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And he's Literally no way. Yeah, which is confirmed in the phone call too. Which mm-hmm. is like, oh, so tiny. I know. And it's weird to have this movie make you make distinctions between a six-year-old and a four-year-old as far as, like, Mm. who you're made to empathize with a little bit more. I mean, you watch the four-year-old suffer more, for sure. Because, like, Kaylee is out of the game earlier in the movie in in a kind of a vague way, right? Like, um, And you don't see the – like, you don't hear or see anything with the face. No, yeah. You see the face, but, like, you don't hear it happening. Yeah. Another what the fuck moment for me, if I may. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the statement about her not cooperating, so I had to take away her mouth. That's like a like I don't know exactly what that means, but it's very disturbing. To yeah, me. <laughs> that line. I was yeah. like, it's so simple and so yeah. like unsettling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. Oh my god. Totally. All right. Well, this movie made me feel like shit. Um, <laughs> Can we watch something with a story next time? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We gotta see what's coming up. Anyway. Well, uh, Aaron, thanks for thanks for joining us on this one. Thank episode. you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it was a good time. And uh, good times, good times. Cheers. 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 And we'll end with a cheers. A clink.